Good morning and welcome to Boiling Springs Baptist Church. We're going to open up the worship service this morning with our theme song for the month of February. The words are in the order of service. The words will be also on the screen. I'm sorry we weren't able to put the notes on the screen for those of you that read music. But it's a catchy tune and you'll catch on and you'll be able to join us. I'll try to direct you, but if I'm not directing, you keep singing. Thank you. Because he is good, his faithful love continues forever. Give thanks to the great, greatest God of all, his faithful love continues forever. Give thanks to the most powerful Lord of all, his faithful love continues forever. Give thanks to the only one who can do great miracles, his faithful love continues forever. By his understandings he has made the heavens, his faithful love continues forever. He spreads the, out the earth on the waters, his faithful love continues forever. He made the great lights in the sky. His faithful love continues forever. He made the sun to rule over the day. His faithful love continues forever. He had made the moon and the stars to rule overnight. His faithful love continues forever. Good morning. Thank you, choir. Thank you, Maggie, for reading this morning. We welcome you to Boiling Springs Baptist Church this morning. We want to take notice of the beautiful flower arrangement in our sanctuary this morning. Uh, this flower arrangement is placed in memory of the February 12th birthday of Matthew Scott Walton by G.H. and Barbara Walton. And so we wanted to take notice of these beautiful flowers that we have with us today. I have just a few announcements. On uh, Friday, February 3rd, so this was a few weeks ago, uh, we had several people who gathered together, led by Barbara Green, to do our sew-a-thon for pillowcases uh, for the eastern North Carolina uh, victims of the, the flood and the hurricane. Um, and so we, want, we have a final count of the number of pillowcases that were made that evening. Uh, for all of those who came, we made 181 pillowcases that evening. Thank you. 
So that is, that is certainly wonderful, and we once again thank all of you who came and were a part of that evening. One final announcement is that our church directories are here. If you would got your picture taken several months back for our church directories and you have not picked up your church directory, Heidi will be down front at the conclusion of our service, and you're invited to come and pick up your directory. If you got your picture taken, your directory is free. If you did not get your picture taken and you would like a directory, you're still invited to come and to pick one up, but it will be $10 if you did not have your picture taken in the directory. We are so glad that you are here with us as we continue to talk about our 28 days of love that you have chosen to worship with us at Boiling Springs Baptist Church this morning. May all of our hearts be prepared to worship our Lord. Our opening hymn this morning is hymn number 507, Would You Bless Our Homes and Families? Five, excuse me, 507, if you are able, please stand with me and sing. seated. All right. What are we celebrating this week? Valentine's Day. And what does Valentine's Day mean? Love. Have we been celebrating Valentine's Day all the month of February? We have, haven't we? And why have we been celebrating it the whole month of February? What have we been doing? 28 days of love. And does that mean that we just stop at the end of February? No. Does that mean that love only comes on Valentine's Day in the month of February? How many of you have done something for somebody that you wouldn't ordinarily do something for? I know one who has, and he has been an awesome sharer of love this month. And if I could 
give him a hug and show him how much I love him, I'll do it later, but I don't want to do it because I'm afraid he might not like that. But Tucker has been a shower of love this month. And that is what we should do every day of the month and every day of the year. And I can't wait to see what we can do before the month is over. I know that people went out and surprised people with cakes and flowers and cookies, even pizzas. I had a lady tell me that I turned a horrible day into an awesome day just by giving her cookies. And that's what love's all about, is just sharing and caring. But you know what? God didn't make Valentine's Day. He did not set aside one day just to give love. He set aside every day. He tells us to give all that we can to others, to share what we believe in our heart is something he holds, and that's love. So the month's not over. If it means writing a little note and sticking it on your teacher's desk and say, thank you, you can do that. I know you can. So I want you to try really hard. We're February the 14th on Tuesday, and I wish all of you all the love from all the little sweets in your class that you can get, because I know they'll fill your boxes full. But then I want you to think hard about sharing your love with somebody that you might not share it with otherwise. Can we promise to try real hard? I know we can, because I know that you are running over with love not only for your neighbor and your family and your church, but people that you see every day. So let us pray. Dear God, this is the day that you have made. We should rejoice in it and every day that we wake up. Lord, I thank you for these children and what they mean to me and to this church, to their family and to the community. Open their hearts, Lord, so that they can see how easy it is to share their love. I ask that you keep them safe, watch over them and protect them, and bring them back safely to worship again. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I need you to sit right there. As a GA, I will do our best to live a mission lifestyle that honors God by learning about missions, praying for missions, giving to missions, doing missions, and participating in the work of the church. GA motto, go forward. The Lord. We went grocery shopping in November for the food pantry. The Lord has shown you what is good. He has told you what he requires of you. You must treat people fairly. You must love others faithfully. And you must be very careful to live the way your God wants you to. Micah 6.8 We went to the BJ's Assisted Living Homes and had them a Valentine's Day party. Give thanks to the Lord. Worship him. Tell the nations what he has done. Announce how honored he is. Isaiah 12.4 We went to the Pregnancy Resource Center at Aaron's home. GAs learn about missions and their family all around the world. We have prayer time. We decorate and share water bottles with the Heart to Heart Ministry in Shelby. We fill cans with flowers and candy for our teachers and teacher assistants at school. We fill Christmas stockings for children for the food pantry. Thank you girls for sharing with us and leading us in worship this morning and giving us a taste of the things that you do throughout the year. And thank you, Barbara Lale. She's in the middle of giving out instructions, but for all you do. She, she uh, is great about getting the kids up here. She doesn't like to come up here herself, but Barbara, we appreciate you and all that you do. Um, we have experienced a loss in our church this week. Many of you are aware, some of you may not be yet, but Tom Hamrick, uh, who has for the last two years had faithful church attendance, faithful Sunday school attendance and church attendance, uh, passed away this week after a uh, illness over the last few weeks. 
And uh, his services, I found out about just literally sitting up here on the, on the pulpit this morning, but uh, his services will be this coming Saturday. I think that would be the 18th, if I'm remembering that correctly. And the visitation will be here in the sanctuary from 12 to 2. And the, uh, I say sanctuary, it may be in the LEC, but the visitation will be 12 to 2 with the funeral being at 2 o'clock this coming Saturday. And so please make note of that. We'll communicate that through uh, different church resources. I mean, lines of communication here at the church. But the funeral for Tom Hamrick will be this Saturday, 12 to 2 visitation and the funeral at 2. I have been in touch with the family over this last week uh, quite often, and uh, they very much appreciate your thoughts and prayers. And please continue that. The family is gathering at the home located uh, across from the old Arnold's Jewelry down on 150 as you go towards Gaffney. And so, what's that? Sorry, Anthony's Jewelry. Thank you for that correction. Uh, but the family's gathering there, and if you would like to go by and express your uh, sympathy and prayers, uh, they would be glad uh, to receive you. Also, continue to be in prayer for Nancy Marsh. She has been in Asheville Hospital now for well over a week and is struggling with some kidney issues, but this is Terry Wallace's mom. Uh, please be uh, mindful of her and, and that family at this time. Let's pray together. God, we come with grateful hearts this morning, just so excited about the ways you have been working in the midst of our 28 Days of Love emphasis. We're thankful for uh, individuals and classes that are doing things to share and to show your love to individuals and community and to the community uh, this month. Father, we're grateful for the, the great, incredible uh, love that you have for each of us. Father, we are grateful for the way that... Um, that love surprises us at times to do things that we otherwise may not do, but because we are compelled, as Paul said in, I believe it was Corinthians, as we are compelled to share and to show others the love that you have shown us, Father, we know that lives can be touched. Thank you for taking us outside of our comfort zones at times. Thank you for helping us to risk. Love is not always easy, but sometimes it is a risk. And so, Father, continue to help us to have that daring attitude to love others, some of which... Um, we may not, uh, otherwise, if we were not challenged, we may not seek out to love. Father, we pray today that you would be very personal and real to our hearts and our lives. I thank you for the children that have helped and assisted with worship this morning. I thank you for each uh, family member here, from the youngest one to the oldest one present today. Lord, Father, may your spirit be felt in our midst. Thank you for the life of Tom Hamrick. We thank you for his life, his testimony, what he has meant to so many. We pray for his family, both here in North Carolina and some that will be traveling up from Georgia in the coming days. We pray for safety. And Lord, just surround this family with your peace, with your provision and protection at this time. May they feel the presence of the Good Shepherd as they share and as they remember and celebrate the life of Tom Hamry. Father, we also pray for Nancy Marsh as she's there in Asheville. We just continue to pray that um, you would bring healing to her body, give wisdom to doctors and nurses. Lord, we also know Mar Martha Green is continuing to struggle, and we remember her this morning as well. We know of others, Lord, that just need your touch. And Father, we pray that we would be faithful in lifting them up to you. Father, it's good to be in your house today. And Lord, we come in here with different needs, different things on our hearts and our minds. So Lord, we pray and we ask together as one body that you would speak to each of us in the way that we need to be spoken to. Challenge us that we may leave here different from when we came in. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Him is number 509. Your love, O oh God, has called us here. 509. If you are able, please stand and join with me in singing.
Before I pray this morning, I want to say once again a huge thank you to all of the youth and youth parents and adults who helped for our adult youth Valentine's lunch yesterday. I also want to say a huge thank you to all of the adults who came. We had a wonderful afternoon, and I appreciate uh, your support and your presence uh, for a fun afternoon yesterday. Let's go to the Lord in prayer together this morning. Father, we are eternally grateful. We are eternally grateful for the many ways that you have blessed us. We are grateful to, to be in your house this morning. We are grateful to be among friends, among family, among people who care and who love. God, as we come to the point of our service where we have the opportunity to give back to you, I pray that, that each person in this congregation would take a moment to reflect on, on our own lives. I pray that each of us would be willing to give our money, our time, our resources, our efforts, and above all, I pray that each of us would give our ultimate devotion and love to you and to others. God, we are grateful for this church and this church family. I pray that each of us would live as people who love you and love other people as you have called us to do, not only during this 28 days of love, but for the days and months and years far beyond today. God, we are grateful, and it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.
Maybe you and I were never meant to be complete Could we just be broken together? If you can bring your shattered dreams and I'll bring mine Could healing still be spoken and save us? The only way will last forever He's broken together Please join me as we read together this morning our scripture uh, from uh, 1 Corinthians 13, 7. Love never stops being patient, never stops believing, never stops hoping, and never gives up. Not every Sunday the pastor opens with a song about kissing his wife, is it? 
How many of you, raise your hand if you and your wife, you and your husband, if you guys have a song, raise your hand. How many couples have a song? So you're thinking about it. Okay, yes, I see that hand. Thank you, yes. I see a few hands. Some of you are thinking about it. Some of you, it may have been a song from your wedding day. It may have been a song that uh, you may not think about it, but if it comes on the radio and you're in the car, what happens? Your mind is transported back to a time and a place when you were dating, when you fell in love. The swing that you see in the picture that was up just a moment ago was a swing that was down from my parents' house that uh, Renee and I, when she would come over, we would walk down there and would sit on the swing to kind of get away from everything. We'd sit and look at the lake and some ducks out on the lake. It was there in walking distance from my parents' house. And it was the swing that uh, we were sitting on in the picture. Uh, we had that swing at our reception. It was also the swing, which is why it's significant, the swing that where I proposed to Renee as well. And so on this special day, I hate to say too, that uh, she is home with a fever. And so uh, I told her that she's going to miss it. And I can say whatever I want to say this morning. But unfortunately, we do have DVDs. And she reminded me of that. She said, remember, I'll watch this on DVD. So I said, all right, I better watch it then. Um, but uh, that, that swing was significant um, for us. Uh, and so, and, and the song was as well. But this month, we have been talking about 28 days of love. We have had individuals, we have had groups doing things for businesses and people in the community. And it is, I have been amazed and I don't have time this morning, and I'm not going to go into all the different ways people have been doing things. Come Sunday night, uh, the last Sunday night of this month, we're going to have a nice dinner over in the fellowship hall and have a time for people to give testimony and to celebrate and, and remember the ways that we've seen God work this month. So please sign up the sign-up sheets outside my office door there in the hallway. But last week, we looked at Love 101. We talked about some basics about love. And uh, we're, we're, I guess we went to the 201 classes for the professors that are here today. I guess that's where we're at. But, uh, and so we'll be maturing as the month goes along. But today we're talking about secrets of a lasting love. Secrets of a lasting love. And what I'm going to do here for just a moment this morning, I'm going to recognize some in our, in our sanctuary this morning. Um, but, uh, uh, and so if, if I call out the years, this is the way we'll do it. If I call out the years that you've been married, I'd like for you to stand and let us uh, acknowledge you. And understand this as well. You may have a spouse that may be home or sick this morning, and so if, 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 if that's okay, you can stand in, in, in honor uh, of, of the one maybe who's not here as well. But if you've been married 25 to 39 years, would you please stand this morning? 25 to 39 years. All right. If you have been married 40 to 49 years, would you please stand? I think that's another significant, significant bump there. Aiden. Now, if you've been married 50 or more, 50, let's do this. If you've been married 50 to 59 years, would you please stand and remain standing until either Aiden or I won bring you a rose this morning? You get the ones over here. All right. This may take a second, but we're going to get you. We got choir members. Wonderful. All right. We'll get you guys. Hang on. Actually, Reagan, you could take, if you'll grab a rose and take it to those in the choir right there. Where are we at? Where are we at? All right. Congratulations. Congratulations. How many years? Would you tell me 54? 53. 53. 54 is coming. All right. 54. 54. Congratulations. Did we get everybody? Did you get those over there, Aiden? You need some more? Oh, behind me. Oh, sorry there, Brenda. Okay. There she is. Do we, do we need any more back there? We got any more? There you go. Thank you, Barbara. All right. Thank you, guys. Let's give them a hand again. Now, for those that have been married, okay, for those that have been married 60 or more years, would you please stand? 60 or more. where he's going. Oh, he's going to the balcony. That's where he was going. How many, how many years? 62 years and five months. 
62 years and five months. How many, how many years? 61. Congratulations. 63 or four? 64. And we have, I don't know where my son went, <laughs> but um, what's that? I'm out. Okay. Well, we have, we'll get you guys a rose. We have them. Aiden's coming down. Aiden, if you'll come down. We have uh, Barbara and Reginald Dawkins. How many years have you been married? 60? Well, congratulations. And we have, I'm going to go all the way to the back. I'm going off the video camera here. But we have a special couple in the back. Gene and Betty Washburn. Tell us how many years. 70. 70 years right here. And we'll get you, we'll get you your rose. Oh, here you go. Here you go. Aiden's got one. Aiden, Aiden's got their rose for him. Margaret White. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you guys. You know, um, the scripture tells us, and Isaiah, thank you guys for helping. Thank you, Aiden, for helping this morning. And Isaiah 54, 8, Isaiah writes, I will show you, or God is speaking to Isaiah, I will show you my love forever, says, so says the Lord who saves you. You know, I am thankful that in the midst of seasons of life and uh, changes that happen in our life, I imagine that Betty and Jean have seen a few changes in their lifetime, and they have went through the seasons of marriage. And let me just say this for the younger couples that are here this morning, because I know we have many. Uh, when the hard time comes, not if, but when the tough times come, I hope you've remembered a few faces that you've seen this morning. And I hope you know a few of these well enough to go to them and to feel open and honest to share with them maybe about some struggles or tough times that you may be going through. But uh, I am thankful that in the midst of changing seasons of life, and all the changes that come about, there's one thing that doesn't change, and that's the unending, unchanging love of God. The love, our seasons of love can go up and down with our spouse and with those in our lives, but I'm grateful that we have an example in our Lord Jesus Christ of an unchanging love. And the catch is this, is that we have been called and asked to share this unchanging love with others, to be an, uh, a conduit, if you will, of this unchanging love with others. The other verse says, uh, I command you to love each other in the same way that I love you. That's a pretty big challenge. Wouldn't you agree with that? To love others the way that Christ has loved us. I think it was Mark Twain who once said, you don't really understand perfect love until you've been married at least a quarter of a century. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. I think there's some wisdom in that. To me, love at first sight's no big deal, but... Uh, it's just attraction. But love that lasts a lifetime, that is certainly a big deal. But here's my question to you. Those of you who stood for 50 years or more and in your 60s, it's always been easy, right? <laughs> I don't think so. I can guarantee you this. If you, <laughs> if you were to, uh, to take any of these people and ask them to share their testimonies, they would share with you about those seasons of change and those seasons of difficulties, whether it was financial related, whether it was something to do with a health concern of a, of, a, of, of a spouse or a family member, but they would share with you some difficult seasons of their journey. If you're going to build a love that lasts a lifetime, you have to figure out how to overcome what one pastor calls the deadly Ds, the deadly Ds. And uh, here we go, the, the Ds of uh, the difficulties, the disagreements, the differences, the discord, the disappointment, the defeat, the dead ends, the depression, delay, doubt, distance, death, debt, demands, difficulties, and you maybe could help me think of a few more after the service, but the deadly Ds. How do you have a love that lasts a lifetime? 70 years in the back. What a wonderful, wonderful milestone, wonderful testimony. I visited with them this week and I asked them about the secret of a lasting love, and I visited with others, and one of the common uh, responses that I got from several was, hang in there, was hang in there, and we're going we're to talk about that a little bit this morning. 
Um, but what do we need to think about if we're going to build a lasting love? I want to go back to the memory verse uh, that we looked at this morning. Thank you, Jason, for reading that. But 1 Corinthians 13, 7, this is out of the God's Word translation, which is a different translation for some of us. But um, in this translation, Paul writes, love never stops being patient. It never stops believing. It never stops hoping. And it never gives up. These are some habits of a lifetime of loving. In a campaign that was done several years ago, Rick Warren, and it was a 40 Days of Love campaign, he mentions four things that I want to mention to you this morning that I felt led to share with you that he uh, lists as essential for a lasting love. You have a small little outline in the bottom of your bulletin if you wanted to jot these down. But the first thing that you have to learn that you have to do is you have to learn that lasting love extends grace. Lasting love extends grace. No relationship can exist without grace. Um, I need it. Renee needs it. You need it. We all need it. Uh, we all need grace. The Bible tells us this is part of love. Uh, you're not going to have a relationship unless you have forgiveness and mercy and patience, acceptance and grace. You've got to cut people some slack. I've shared with you, I think several, well, it was last summer when we talked about grace for a couple weeks, that grace gives people, it gives uh, the ones in your life that you love and you're close to simply permission to be, to be themselves. It doesn't mean that it's a permissive grace. If something is just outright wrong or, or sinful uh, or harming the other one, uh, there's no permissiveness in that um, or that we, or we shouldn't allow that. But grace simply allows the other one to be. I thought when Renee and I first got married that, you know, there were certain things, well, maybe I can change this and talk to her a little bit about, you know, this, this kind of thing. And I'm sure she thought that about me as well. But over the years, again, we've discovered like the point here that grace gives the, I mean, lasting love gives grace. It gives the, the spouse permission, permission to be. And one of the things I didn't do earlier, and I apologize, uh, many of you uh, have had loved ones that have passed away as well, and we simply want to acknowledge that as well this morning. Many of you would be celebrating some significant milestones, and uh, I am knowledgeable of that, and I hope that you feel uh, love from this church family as you continue uh, your journey now in life as well. The Bible says, again, that love never stops being patient. The message paraphrase of this says, it puts up with anything. The New Century translation says it patiently accepts all things. And the New Jerusalem Bible translation of this verse at the beginning, it says it is always ready to make allowances. You have to allow for mistakes. Do you not in a lasting love? Why is grace essential to relationships? Because you married an imperfect person. Uh, I'm imperfect. Renee's imperfect. You're imperfect. And so therefore we can't have the perfect relationship that we might desire. There's no such thing as a perfect marriage. There's no such thing as a perfect friendship. Two people cannot create a perfect relationship. The Bible says in Romans 3.10, there is no one who always does what is right, not even one. Um, none of us get it right 100% of the time. The Bible also tells us the way that you build strong relationships is to treat other people the way that God treats you. Romans 15.7 says, accept each other just as Christ has accepted you. You accept them, and that's extending grace. And I need a lot of that, as Renee might, would tell you if she was here this morning. One of the ways you accept people is simply by listening to them. Renee and I found out this early on, many of you have the power of listening. I often heard it about it when I stopped to listen at college, uh, when I was taking classes. Uh, but there's power in simply giving someone the freedom and the time to just simply share. Uh, the professors and teachers that are here in the room know that there are time outside of the classroom that students may need to do that. Those of you who have worked uh, in, in, uh, in the public as far as you know, dealing with people, you know that there are some times, whether you're a cash register or you work at the cash register or whether you, whatever you may be doing, you know there's just simply times where people come out and they need to get something off their chest. And you may take it personal at first, but then if you think about it, you begin to realize they just needed to share what they shared with me. And grace gives the other, the freedom to, uh, the freedom to share. And you uh, give them, hopefully, the freedom, again, to be that one that they can share with and be that good listener. I think it's a reminder that God gave us two ears and one mouth, and I think we need to remember that. In Ephesians 4.2, and the New Living Translation, Paul writes, be humble and gentle with each other. Be patient with each other, making allowances for each other's faults because of your love. 
Note the two words, making allowance. It says if you're going to have a love that lasts, you've got to learn to make allowances for the mistakes and the faults of others. Renee knows that there are times, two times for me that she needs to watch out or she, that I can be, and, it's, and I, I turn a little grumpy, but it's when I'm tired or when I'm hungry. And uh, we learned that early on in our marriage, and uh, I've learned it now as well. And she'll, she'll look at me if I'm kind of having one of those days, and she'll, she'll say, you're, you're really tired, and I'll say, yeah. Or you're really hungry, and I'll say, yeah. Uh, but those are, those are times when, when I can tend to, to go off on a, in a way that maybe, maybe I shouldn't. Who do you need to show grace to this week? The truth is, we just have to cut each other a little bit of slack. And grace is a great starting point when we want to have a lasting love. The second key to a lasting love doesn't just extend grace, it also expresses faith. It also expresses faith. This is the kind of love, if you want a marriage that lasts a lifetime, a friendship that lasts a lifetime. Again, love expresses faith. It's the kind of faith that says, I believe in you, I trust you, and I have confidence in you. I have faith in the one in whom I am desiring a lasting relationship. When you trust somebody, you love them. And you cannot love if you don't trust. You can't. So if you're going to love somebody, you have to not only extend them grace, you have to express faith. I believe in you. I trust you. I think you can do it. The Bible says, when we look at this memory verse that we've got today, the second section of that memory verse, where it says, love never stops believing. The NIV says, love always trust. Always trust. And the New Living Translation says, love never loses faith. Anybody who's been a coach, uh, whether it was just for one year or for several years, you may have learned the lesson in that one season, whether it's with football, basketball, soccer, whatever it may be. If it's football and, and the receiver drops the pass or the, or the, or the uh, running back is, you know, drops the ball and fumbles it, or you get called for double dribbling or walking, uh, whatever it may be, you know that the, the best thing to do to, to, to help that kid not develop this phobia of, I can't hold the ball again because I'm going to drop it. You quickly need to give them a ball once again. You quickly need to say, you know what? It's okay. You messed up, but I believe in you. I believe that you can do this. Love expresses faith. And you say, you know what? You may have dropped it this time, but we're going to try it again. And I want you to hold on to that ball. And I believe you can do it. You're going to get it this time. God says, you want to build a lasting relationship. You're going to have to learn to trust. Love, whether you're loving God or somebody else, involves trust. And the Bible says, love never stops believing. I get it sometimes that trust is broken. And if you're one this morning uh, who's broken trust, it's going to take some time to rebuild that trust. And God calls us to do that. To be trusted is, a, is, the, is the greatest gift that you can give somebody. It is the gift of trust. It is the gift of love. Families go through times when they have to, to pray and seek the Lord and discern his will regarding a new job or maybe a new move. And it's, it's great when mutual trust is there and one can say to the other in the midst of major transition in life, this thing that you're talking about scares me to death. But you know what? I believe in you and I trust in you. And I think if you're feeling led to do this, we can talk about it. And I believe that we can get through this together. That's love expressing faith and belief in the other. Um, there may be some in here this morning that's waiting to hear, you're waiting to hear those words from your spouse. Maybe you're in the midst of that transition right now. Maybe you're in the midst of some opportunities that are before you. And frankly, those things kind of scare you to death because it goes against maybe the routine and the schedule that you've been used to for the last several years. But there may be some in here this morning that your spouse is waiting to hear those words from you this morning. You know what? This scares me to death, but I believe in you and I trust you and let's move forward together. Who, need, who do you need to express some trust to and some faith to this week? It may be your spouse, but again, this sermon is not just for relationships. You may be here not married this morning, but this, the sermon and the points of this message can go with any relationship that you may have, whether it's with a special friend, whether it's with a child or, or friends or uh, members in the community. But um, so we can, we can apply these to all areas of our life. Bible says in Galatians 5, 6, the only thing that counts, and when you, you want to know what counts in life, here it is. It's faith expressing itself through love. It's faith expressing itself through love because life is a school of learning and how to trust and how to love. It extends grace and it expresses a faith. So lasting love on your memory verse, it never stops being patient, never stops showing grace, it never stops believing, and it never stops 
hoping. And the third point is lasting love expects the best. Lasting love expects the best. It's forward-looking. It's optimistic. It's not stuck in the past. It's not always looking backward. Lasting love is hopeful. It is forward-looking. It is positive. It is expecting the best. The Bible says that love, true love, never stops hoping. The Living Bible says love always expects the best. And the message paraphrase that I love, it says love always looks for the, for the best. It was the poet Elizabeth Barrett Browning, I think I said that right, that, has, that is attributed with the quote, whoever loves believes in miracles, believes in the impossible. Whoever loves believes in miracles. I don't know if you know this or not, but people tend to live up to your expectations of them. Uh, I have seen this played out in my own life, in my own ministry. I've seen this played out and talked to teachers about this very thing. Uh, if we expect one thing of a group that is before us, we're going to get whatever our expectations are. If we expect great things from them as parents, if you expect great things from your children, that may not always be the case, but I would say more than not, if you expect great things from your children, you're going to eventually see great things from your children. They may take some side trips every now and then, and uh, you, you kind of leaves you, leaves you in doubt. But nevertheless, if we expect great things from a team, I think we're going to see great things from that team. Author Bruce Wilkinson, who wrote the book, The Prayer of Jabez, years ago, was a new professor at the university in Portland, Oregon, called Multima University. And um, he was given his list of classes, and he was told by another professor friend that these are the class A students. These are the students that have the best grades, the highest potential. They'll work hard for you. And so uh, he experienced that throughout the semester as he thought about what that other professor said to him. And so on graduation day, he looked at the other guy, and he said, I, he said these class A students were, were good. And he was reminded, he said, class A, uh, he was over, someone overheard the conversation and he said, we did away with that program several years ago. He said, there's no class A students anymore. But those students, when they look back, had the highest grades on their tests and did the best papers of all the other students there that year. And it was interesting. It was an interesting story that I read this week. What are your expectations of your spouse? What are your expectations of your children? Love expects the best the last point that I want to mention this morning is love endures the worst. Love endures the worst. It never gives up. Love endures the worst. Lasting love is persistent. It is determined. It is diligent. It is resolute. It is almost stubborn in its insistence that it will not give up. It will not give up on the relationship. Your memory verse at the very end of it says, love never gives up. Love endures through every circumstance. The NIV says, love always perseveres. The message translation says, love never looks back, but keeps going to the end. If we were to interview the couples who stood earlier, they would talk about some tough times. One of the uh, greatest secrets of a lasting love, a love that lasts a lifetime is simply this, stay put, don't give up, hang on, don't let go and refuse to give in. And it may be that God brought some of you here today to hear that very message. It may be that God wants you uh, to, as we leave this place today, to encourage someone in your life or in your family that's struggling in their marriage. Um, I think one of the two words that I want to share with you this morning that I learned early on in marriage, and these are pretty easy to remember. Um, some of you may have had to learn these lessons early on as well. Two words, uh, it's hard for me to say this, but was grow up. Some of us need to learn that early on in marriage. You know, we go in, we start thinking about how to change the, or we, we learn more about the other one. We start thinking about, oh, I don't want to change this. Or, you know, we, we start thinking about these little things. And um, when I look back on difficulties or trials in those first few years of marriage, somebody reminded me of that one time. And I think that's some pretty direct marriage counseling right there. Grow up. Uh, we begin to, to take I and me and, and I want this and we're not this and I'm not getting this and, you know, all these things, it's about us. And we, when we begin to think about that and, and internalize it, uh, it can lead us to a place that we don't want to be when we're thinking of ourselves too much. And uh, I appreciate someone speaking very directly to me about, uh, about a difficult time uh, in my life when and someone said, look, you need to grow up and I, it kind of caught me off guard, and I think that there's, there's great truth in that. The only way you will ever learn how to, how to love is by loving when we don't feel like loving. I think Jesus addressed that in the Gospels, I believe, as well. It's easy to love those who love us, 
but it's not always easy to love those who are unloving. That's where real love begins, is loving those who are not loving towards us. As I pointed out when we started, these four choices are the exact way that God loves you. God just expects you to do with others what he has done with you. He has extended grace. He expresses faith. He believes in you. He expects the best. He knows what you're capable of, just like a parent knows what their child is capable of. And he has also endured the worst from you. And he's put up with a lot from me. He's put up with a lot from you. He's never given up on you and he's never given up on me. I wish we had time when we don't to hear uh, from all of those who uh, stood up for 50 years or more uh, the secrets of a lasting love and what all they might say. And uh, we may continue this conversation throughout the week as I come in contact with you or maybe visit. We can talk more about that. But the real secret to learning a lasting love, letting God's love flow through you. The Bible says your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus. This is lasting love. It takes Christ's love in you. Human love wears out. For those here this morning, I ask you, have you experienced the love of Christ? Have you experienced what that looks like? There are times that I've been unlovely, and there are times, if you're honest, that you have been unlovely. But have you and I experienced the unconditional love of God through his son, Jesus Christ? If not, this morning, I invite you, would love to talk with you more about how you can experience that love firsthand this morning. If you're here today and you desire membership in this church, like I said last week, it would be great if, if we were known in the community as people who love others, that when they think about Boiling Springs, that we could be known not for a great building or good music, but we could be known as people who love others and who love God. And not only do we do that, but we teach others how to love as well. So if that is your desire this morning, uh, I encourage you to stand and as we sing, you pray and let the Lord lead. If you desire membership here at Bowling Springs Baptist Church, I would love to talk with you about that as well. Let's pray together. Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for each one here. Lord, I confess that we have a lot to learn about love. We have, uh, we've, we've learned a lot, but we still have a lot to learn. And so, Father, continue to teach us the secrets of a lasting love. I'm grateful for each of these here this morning that have lived a legacy and an example before us of what it means to, to love through the different seasons and changes of life. Father, may their testimony, may their lives be an inspiration to all of us here this morning. We ask this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. If you're here today and you need to make a commitment to Christ, if you'd like to pray at the altar, uh, we'd be happy to, um, to receive you, happy to pray with you. Let's stand and sing together. Our hymn is number 384, The Bond of Love, 384. Saturday. Uh, be mindful of that and be in prayer for the family this week. Be sure before you leave today to speak to at least two or three people that you haven't spoken to this morning. Let's close in prayer. Father, we thank you for your love extended to us in your son, Jesus Christ. We're thankful that your love for us is unconditional. And Lord, help us to share that love with others this week. Lord, teach us more of what it means to love you with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength, and our neighbor as ourselves. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.